Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Uh, how do you like them apples, Brandon Staley? Don't let the door hit you in the ass, pal. On the 10th day before Christmas, my true love gave to me. Brandon Staley fired. Tom Telesco also fired. And the Chargers in a pear tree. I never root for coaches to get fired, but Brandon Staley, mostly because Grant Paulson loved him. Brandon Staley. I'm just teasing about that part. I can't help but take a side swipe at my guy. Brandon Staley is one obnoxious dude. Oh, man, did he deserve. He is the first coach ever to deserve to get fired. The first coach ever. Breaking news here on Rooster on the radio. What about on Urban? This... What's what that? What about Urban? Uh, even Brandon Staley even deserved it more than Urban. Wow. And certainly more than Ron. Ronald Eugene. On this Friday, December the 15th, 2023, the earth has moved. The first coach ever. To truly deserve to get fired. Just got S-canned about a half an hour ago. Atta boy! Way to go, Chargers! And it wasn't only the head coach, the obnoxious, petulant, defiant, egomaniac, Head coach who goes for it on fourth down eight times a game and is successful about uh, 14% of the time. Who was a defensive whiz kid with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And then all of a sudden figured out, hey, you know, I might have to coach. Even though he had plenty of talent. Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. I might have to actually have to coach. In San Diego. Oops, wait a second. They don't play in San Diego anymore. They bolt up in Los Angeles, where nobody cares about them. Nobody cares. Except for that crazy lady that was on Twitter about five or six weeks ago, you know, when the Chargers were last relevant. That's your breaking news on this Friday. In case you are just getting in your car, in case you're just turning on the radio, we thank you for doing so. 
We thank you for being with us here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, along with Maddie Ice on the other side of the glass. I am merely the rooster, Chris Russell. Uh, thanks to JP and B Mitch for having me on as a little warm up to get the vocal cords going, to get the blood pumping after a really, really, really tough commute. Whew. Got to lower that blood pressure. Got to take a deep breath. Got to drink my coffee. And then drink more Diet Mountain Dew. Because as Matt knows, I am always, always a big fan and jacked up on Mountain Dew. I don't have the sound drop ready yet. Damn it. I was trying to buy you time. I know, but it, it, the computers are going slow today. It's, it, it's yeah, th- that was... Speaking of going slow, that was not the case on the on the roads and byways. Yeah, so a couple of lunatics out there. One from uh, one from Virginia and one from Maryland. Can My I goodness. can I uh, ask a question yeah. and peek behind the curtain? So yeah. you were supposed to originally go on to be Mitch and Finley at twelve thirty. No, and- the, the original time given to me was twelve forty five, and then JP shouted in the back, "How about twelve thirty? And there was no follow-up to that, so I wasn't sure. So I figured, hey, man, I'll, I'll shoot for 1230, which I should have been arrived here, you know, before then. The only reason because I know traffic is— traffic was such a cluster, you know what, and because there was a couple of lunatics that were trying to outrace each other. Again, one from Virginia, one from Maryland, which is fitting considering the, the turf war that has developed over— you know, o- over the last week or so here in the DMV where, you know, Virginia's like, you know, like Virginia is some communist country and and j- just everything horrible comes from Virginia and Maryland's so, you know, wonderful and so great. <laughs> I'll be honest, <laughs> though, the competition for the worst drivers has been going strong for, I don't know, two, three decades in this area. Yeah, Nobody's come out on bad. top. Everyone seems to outdo it's, each other. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um yeah, I get in trouble when I talk about traffic, so I'll just I'll, I'll just say this: it was a it was a wild commute. It was a wild commute. Uh, so we w- we'll just leave it at that. Um, here's the deal on the show. First of all, it is a Friday. That means it's a football Friday right here on the Team 980, driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. So that's number one. We will talk plenty of football. However, we're not going to do it the whole time, and as a matter of fact, we're not going to even start with it. But I just want to mention, we will get to football. The Commanders playing the L.A. Rams just after 4 o'clock at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles and Hollywood on Sunday. Sean McVay, the head coach of the 6-7 and seven Rams, Raheem Morris, again, a guy I've mentioned several times who should absolutely, absolutely be a candidate, not only for a head coaching job, he should be a candidate for this team's job. Yes, even though he is a defensive coach, he has coached on offense. Even though he is a failed head coach, he was 32. Guess what he's done much more recently than anyone or anything around here? Win. And win a Super Bowl. And by the way, by the way, Raheem Morris has done as good of a job as Brandon Staley did with the L.A. Rams defense, and I think Staley was only there for a year, if memory serves me correct. The Rams are going to be tough to deal with on Sunday. 
I mean, if you're expecting, if you were circling on the calendar, and I know early on in the year I was, I was like, well, the Rams aren't that good. I mean, Stafford's hurt all the time. Their offensive line is in shambles. They got running back a Palooza. You know, I mean, Cooper Cup was hurt early. I didn't know anything about Puka Nakua. Um, you know, who knew what was going on? The Rams are tough. The Rams are going to be a bear to deal with on Sunday. That's the extent of my football preview for the Commanders on Sunday. The Bills and the Cowboys, way, 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 way more interesting. Way more enticing. Way more appealing. As a matter of fact, I will not boycott the Commanders game this Sunday, as I did on Thanksgiving Day, and unfortunately I couldn't against the Dolphins. I will not boycott it. However, once 425 comes around, you know what's going to happen. The old rooster's flipping to red zone. I was about to say, you're going to be just enjoying the game from the red zone. I don't have to watch. I'm going to do exactly what I do every Sunday when the commanders aren't playing, which is, again, watch the red zone, and that gets me live and replays of everything that's crucial. Now, I might miss a little something for the uh, Washington commanders. I Honestly, guys, I, I'm just being as straight as I can. It's not loser talk. It's real talk. It's honest talk. They haven't earned our eyeballs. They haven't earned our consideration. They haven't earned our attention. They haven't earned anything except for the record that they have. Now, that being said, we will talk about them after 2.30. Coming up in less than an hour, Jim Van Stone, President of Business Operations, and Chief Commercial Officer for Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Essentially, Ted Leonsis is right-hand man from a business perspective. A long interview that I conducted this morning uh, with Jim Van Stone about the move to National Landing and Alexandria that was announced, as we've been talking about all week, some of the issues, some of the criticisms. And that's where I wanted to start today. A couple of things stood out to me in terms of what to talk about. And again, we'll do all the football stuff, both locally and nationally, after 2.30, including Sam Howell, with RG3. But yesterday we did a topic, and I don't know if I explained it right. I think I did, but I'm not sure, about how... Bringing home the commanders to Washington, D.C., would it offset, would it exceed, would it make up for losing the Capitals and Wizards, assuming that that goes down? However, no matter what happens moving forward, the Sharks are in the water. You know, I often tease about the Sharks from a gambling perspective. The Sharks were out last night. Boy, did the boys in Vegas get get that game wrong? Whew, man, what a disaster! Those of you that just boy, buy hook, line, and sinker into that. Anyway, the sharks were in the water in a lot of different forms and fashions. Not just on ESPN, but I saw it three times on ESPN. Twice, my own, just bouncing around on social media, and then once. It came up in response to the other two, and then there were others. 
So in case you don't know what I'm talking about, Michael Wilbon, longtime Washington Post, D.C. guy, but has traded in a lifestyle of Washington, D.C. and working for the Post for the glorious NBA ESPN money and lifestyle that is afforded to him. He took advantage of the system, created a marketplace for him, probably makes $12 million a year, good for him, lives wherever he wants, jet sets all around. He said Ted Leones is taking the Washington basketball team. Not the Capitals. No, no, Michael Wilbon doesn't care about the Capitals. Michael Wilbon probably wouldn't know what a puck was if it hit him in the head. He took aim at taking the Washington basketball team out of D.C. and called it, quote, unquote, traitorous, traitorous to me. Then, Tony Kornheiser, another guy who made his fame and fortune here, still lives here, doesn't travel anywhere, as we all know, said on PTI it was villainous of Ted Leonsis to do that. So traitorous and villainous out of Tony the Tiger uh, and Michael Wilbon. Villainous and traitorous. And then Clinton Yates of ESPN, who I like. I have nothing to do. I mean, I I don't know Kornheiser. I don't know Wilbon at all. I worked with Kornheiser for five years at the station. Never had word one of conversation with him. So I, I don't know him at all other than what my what my lasting and long-lasting impression is. And, and that's neither here nor there. Villainous and traitorous. And then Clinton Yates, who is a young, uh, different, modern-aged voice, right, who has risen to national prominence on ESPN's Around the Horn. And I didn't know this when I was going back and forth with Nell Nell this morning on Twitter. But Clinton Yates yesterday, or maybe it was Wednesday, I don't know, said this on ESPN's Around the Horn. This week in my hometown, Monumental Sports principal owner Theodore Leonsis announced that he wanted to move the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards outside of D.C. from Capital One Arena to Alexandria, Virginia. The man sitting to my left is my father, Earl. He's the one that took me to games and taught me how to be a sports fan. And let me tell you something, as a family that grew up in D.C. and understands what that sport basketball means to the city, this is not just villainous, as Tony Kornheiser said, it's despicable. You're going to have to look yourself in the face every day, Theodore, when people start walking away from your team and you're going to know exactly why they did it. Not cool. Ah, Never has been, never will. All right, so that's from around the horn as you hear. Not just villainous, as Tony Kornheiser said, it's despicable. Now, Clinton Yates is of a certain age, right? He didn't grow up watching the Wizards and Les Boulets at US Air Arena or at the old Cap Center. He grew up with them largely in his adult life and his formative years playing at Capital One Arena or by any other name, MCI Center, Verizon Center, uh, whatever, the phone booth, all that. Would Clinton Yates, I wonder, have the same perspective if he was older like I am, and I'm not from here, 
but I remember the Capitals and the Wizards, or the Capitals and the Bullets, playing at U.S. Air Arena or the Cap Center. Okay? I more remember the Capitals because they would always take on the Islanders and the Rangers, and I was a huge hockey fan growing up on Long Island, and that was my world. But the Wizards slash Bullets played there too. And then everybody moved, of course, to Chinatown and Washington, D.C. Let's not make like the Wizards, Bullets, Capitals have never moved before. Let's not make it like teams don't do this all the stinking time. All the time. All the time. The Detroit Lions moved from Pontiac, Michigan in the Pontiac Silverdome to Ford Field in Detroit. Why? Because it made them more money. It gave them a new building. It allowed them to bring in new revenue. Teams do this all the time. All the time. And I think it's important to also note, this is not a team leaving the area. It's not like they're going and all of a sudden, we're not losing the team to Baltimore. Correct. That it's further away. It's They can claim, oh, it's still in the market. No, it's not. It's one and a half miles, my understanding, National Landing, Potomac Landing, whatever, from the D.C. border. It's approximately, I think, 4.1 miles from door-to-door, essentially, of Capital One Arena. To anyone complaining that their city ID is the Boundary Stones, this is still inside the Boundary Stones of the original Washington, D.C. And because of all this, while all three of those gentlemen, and there were more, John Feinstein on the Junkies this morning, if you missed that, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature, 8 o'clock, normal Friday spot. John Feinstein criticized Ted Leonsis. Craig Hoffman who follows us, had a very sharp criticism of Ted Leonsis. I, You know, Craig's a big boy. He's entitled to think however he wants. He's smarter than me. I disagree with him. What have you. Hey, that that's the word. Like, some people are mad at me because I didn't tag Clinton Yates on Twitter. Hey, Clinton Yates follows me, and I follow Clinton Yates. He could see it. He did see it. Somebody pointed it out. Uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm not trying to hide from anything. What I am saying is... To call it traitorous, to call it villainous, and to call it despicable. Three words. I'm sorry, guys. You can disagree with it. You can not like it. You can want it to stay in Washington, D.C. You can think that Ted didn't have to do this. You can think that he should have not played hardball. You can think a lot of things. You can be worried about the future of Chinatown. You can be worried about the future of Washington, D.C. But to call it villainous, traitorous, and despicable, that's where I have to draw the line and say, no, you know what? You guys are the ones that should be looking in the mirror. You guys are the ones that should be understanding that there was nowhere else to go in Washington, D.C. to move into a state-of-the-art modern new arena, which has to be done years in advance. There was nowhere else to go except for one potential spot, and that's the RFK campus, which right now is earmarked for who? The Washington Commanders, who I guarantee you, not Tony Wilbon, uh, Tony Kornheiser, not Michael Wilbon, not Clinton Yates, I guarantee you not one of them are going to have a problem with the Washington Commanders 
moving back to Washington and moving back to their location of their original home. But God forbid Ted Leonsis and Monumental look for a new arena five years from now and a bigger footprint than they currently have and could ever have between 6th and 7th in Chinatown, God forbid they exercise their ability to expand their portfolio, to grow their businesses, to do what's best for them. But the commanders, man, if they come home to RFK, oh, yeah, look at Josh Harris. Oh, it's great because they're coming back home, because they're doing what is popular, because they're doing what's sentimental, because they're doing what warms the embers of your heart. But how dare Ted Leone's despicable Ted, villainous Ted, traitorous Ted, how dare he look out for his business? How dare he try and do something Oh, by the way, if you believe everything they said, we'll have Jim Van Stone on, and I guarantee you we'll talk about it. How dare he try and keep two entertainment complexes within four miles of each other open, operating, active, and progressing? How dare he do that? How dare he do that? Despicable Ted. Villainous Ted. Traitorous Ted. How dare you do that? Your reaction at 301-230-0980, now that we've had some time to let this marinate, is it just the best way to ask this, in any way, shape, or form, is Ted Leonsis being traitorous, villainous, or despicable? I'll let you guys run with it. 301-230-0980, You cannot like it, but does it have to be villainous, traitorous, or despicable? You cannot like it. Again, there is a difference. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. In a rec case law, I'll help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. 301-230-0980. Just getting rocking and rolling here on a football Friday on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, good to have you with us right here. Team 980, just get rocking and rolling out of the gates. A little bit late getting to our first break, uh, so we'll have to take another quick one for a trending alert. Uh, but I just wanted to make this portion of the show something different 
than obviously we have done at any point this week. We have the ability to react to what others are saying and to do different things as the week goes along, right? Again, yesterday we talked about, hey, man, does the commanders potentially coming home offset the loss of losing the Wizards and Capitals? I thought that was an interesting topic. Maybe it's a little too aggressive. Who knows? But today, before we hear from Jim Vanstone, again, president of business operations and essentially Ted's right-hand man, so you know what the spin is going to be, that this is you know, all positive, that this is all about serving the community and the fans. And listen, a lot of it is. A lot of it is. You know, you don't have to like every element of it, but a lot of it is. You want to give your fans, your business partners, your sponsors, corporate clients, what have you, in 2028 and beyond, a world-class, first-class experience, right? You don't want to bring them to a 40-year-old building where pipes are bursting and people are making fun of you on deadspin left and right and barstool sports, okay? Everyone wants a new arena. Everyone wants a new entertainment district. Everyone. It's just a matter of who can get it, who cannot get it. Ted was able to get it. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it. You can not like it. You can not like it. That's fine. To call it traitorous villainous and despicable among other criticisms is where I draw the line and say, yeah, you guys are all mad at Ted Leonsis. Every last damn one of you took the money and ran. You're all working for a bigger outlet, for a bigger paycheck. We all do this. Except for those of us in little old radio on the AM side. Hi, Chris. Hi. We do this because we love you, not because we're getting rich off of this. Trust me, we are not. I can show you my bank account. We all take the money and run. And I would even argue that while there's no doubt a financial gain plus what have you here. If Ted Monumental do what they have been telling to everybody for the last couple of days, which is to keep Capital One Arena going and just repurpose it and and, and maybe even remodel it. We'll, We'll ask Jim Van Stone about that. Reshape it, remodel it, repurpose it, readdress it. Actually, they're doing while... Make no mistake about it. There's money involved here, and they want to make money. They're businessmen. They're actually, if everything goes the way they have outlined so far in the last couple of days, they're doing the community, in some ways, the surrounding community, a plus. Think about what it what they have in New York. Okay, For those of you that are somewhat familiar in New York, you have Madison Square Garden, the crown jewel 
the world's most famous arena right in the heart of Manhattan, right? It's big. It's big. Penn Station, below, all that, right? They've done tons of remodeling. Madison Square like Madison Square Garden itself has moved several times over over the decades and decades of New York sports history, right? To its current location between 33rd and 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 34th uh and 7th Avenue. But not too far away, you have Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And not too far away from that, you have the brand new UBS Arena in Elmont at Belmont Park. And not too far away from that, You have the old Nassau Coliseum, which did temporarily close and got remodeled, reshaped, smaller, but more intimate. So you have four essentially, essentially thriving arenas and entertainment locations for sports, concerts, shows, what have you, all within what? 25 miles of each other? Maybe 30 miles of each other? If you're stretching all the way out to Long Island? And that's Nassau County and Nassau Coliseum. I don't know my buddy Fred might know a little bit more. I mean, I could probably look it up on Google Maps, but you get the point. Now, they're not all owned by the same people. I mean, obviously, Capital One Arena and this new project in Alexandria would be owned, operated, controlled by Leonsis and Monumental Sports. But to make like they are completely turning their back, to make like they are basically kicking Chinatown, Penn Quarter, Washington, D.C., and you, the Wizards fan, forget about you, the Capitals fan. You don't count, according to Michael Wilbon. To act like they are doing that is disingenuous. To me, is not right. Is it the same? Of course not. Is it going to hurt in some way? Yes. Maybe a bigger way. But to act like they are just turning their back and to act like they don't want to continue to have operations run out of Capital One Arena, which is what I initially thought maybe this week when we first started hearing about this, Maybe they would sell it to a casino group or whatever. To act like that is not true. It's not traitorous. It's not villainous. It's not despicable. It's business. It's business in the 2020s. It's business in 2030 and beyond. Time for a quick trending alert, and then your calls right after this. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 of the Odyssey app. All right, we are brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. Well, it is over for Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers No More and general manager Tom Telesco fired after last night's embarrassing, and we mean humiliating, loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, who had come off of being shut out. They were down 42 nothing in the first half. Oh, dropped to 4-9. Both gentlemen out of jobs. 
uh, before the day even over. Of course, the Raiders scoring 63 points last night. Not all of that on offense, not all of that against the Chargers defense, but you get the point uh, overall. And a big deal in baseball wrapping up. Uh, it is Tyler Glass now getting traded from the Tampa Bay Rays to the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, of course, recently signed Shohei Otani. And he's already finalizing a $135 million extension. And Max Scherzer is going to be out until at least midseason, midseason after having back surgery. And that's what's trending. All right, again, Jim Van Stone, president of business operations and essentially Ted Leotis's right-hand man coming up in an extended interview just past 2 o'clock uh, right here where we had the opportunity to ask him about some of these big-time national platform voices, ESPN, John Feinstein, what have you, where they not only take umbrage with Ted Leonsis moving to Virginia and the Capitals and the Wizards, but call him, you know, some pretty strong names. Which, again, is there right? Um, I try very hard. Can't say that I'm perfect. Will not say I'm perfect. I try very hard not to make personal attacks. But inevitably, we live in, a, in an industry where, you know, sometimes you have to get after people. So, again, they can do whatever they want. They can say whatever they want. I don't have to like it. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to appreciate it. And I thought, again, you can disagree. Like, I heard Kevin this morning explain how, you know, he was not too strong. uh, He he was not a a fan of it because he lives in Washington, D.C., and he wants the teams to stay in Washington, D.C. Totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. I, I, I mean, look, I, I can't tell you that it matters much to me, okay? I mean, I, I do feel bad for the Chinatown and Gallery Place and Penn Quarter area. I feel a little bit better about the plan moving forward, assuming that that plan stays in place. But again, we'll have to deal with that more when we get there or near there. But... It doesn't much matter to me where these teams are located. I'll go wherever they're located, or I won't go. It's that simple. But I realize it matters in a very, very, very provincial town, an area. I do realize it matters to a lot of people because of the complications, because of the issues, because of the pride, because of the representation, all of that. But I totally disagree. And completely disagree with the terms villainous, traitorous, and despicable. I'm sorry. I do. And I have a right to do that. What about you? 301-230-0980. Let's get to Chip in Virginia in the leadoff spot here on a Friday. What's up, Chip? How are you? How you doing, Chris? Love the show. Thank you, Chip. Appreciate you. No, I, I just wanted to tell you about... I've been, I'm 60 years old. I've been going to all four sports franchises for four, for, you know, since uh, the seventies. My point is maybe he's not villainous, but he's certainly disingenuous. If anybody thought the, if anybody thought the, the DC government 
was going to do right by the Wizards or anything else or do, do anything right. They haven't been watching that. I, I, I don't think he wanted to stay in D.C. I think he wanted to create a legacy. And if you look at A. Poland's legacy, it mm-hmm. was to bring the arena downtown sure. and to revitalize Chinatown. That's his, that, think, You're right. I That's think, his legacy, not Ted's. Right. And I think Ted wants to create his own legacy. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I don't I don't disagree with that. But but I will say part of Ted's legacy, even though he didn't bring the teams here, even though he didn't build Capital One Arena, part of his legacy is not ruining Chinatown, but bolstering Chinatown, because even though that was already done for him and it's not like he had another choice. I mean, he wasn't obviously going to go to Alexandria uh, when he first bought the Capitals and then the Wizards after Capital One Arena was built uh, in the mid-1990s and opened in, what, 1997? I mean, of course, that was decision was already made for him. But part of Ted's legacy, right or wrong, good or bad, is bolstering Chinatown. Now, people are going to say, no, 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 his legacy now is he's turning his back on Chinatown. Well, wait a second. Are we supposed to just say that the last 20 years doesn't matter? Doesn't count? No, it matters. His store, his stewardship was certainly... I mean, but if you look at what he's done for both teams, I would certainly give him a for his stewardship of the Wizards. I would certainly give him an F. And for his stewardship of the Capitals, he was gifted a generational player, and they won one. Right. They won one Stanley Cup. But Chip, I and, would argue that those are. I, I mean, even though they're intertwined, I would say one is the actual sports team operations, and one is all of the other impact stuff. That's professional sports teams and owners and whatnot and fans make and 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 create. Okay, so no, to, I agree. I, to, I, to I me, I separate the two a little that. bit. No, I I, I certainly I, I believe he's done a good job with that. But I, I wish they'd say this is about money and it's always going to be about money. He's trying to make as much money as he possibly can, and I don't begrudge him mm-hmm. that. He can do what he wants to do. I'm still going to go to games. It's not going to take me any longer to go from Loudoun County to D.C. or to or to Alexander. I agree, I agree it's with taking you. the same amount of time to get there. I agree. My point is, I wish you'd just say, this is about money. I'm trying to make as much money and create a legacy yeah. for me. So and so here, here's, here's how I that. would respond to that, Chip. I, I mean, of course it's about money. Of course it's about that. Um, but if if he came out and said, this is about money and making more money, he would be hammered even more so than he already is. Oh, so they I, I obviously totally try and polish totally the stone a little bit, right? And and leave you like like clearly they're not trying to hide from the fact that hey man, we want a world-class entertainment venue so that people come and spend money. So we make more right, money. I, they just don't have to I say totally it. It's just almost assumed. Right. And and to assume that he's going to keep cap one open in 10 years, it's going to be sold. He's not going to own it. You think you think they can, but with Mystics games and D-League games, they're going to be able to, Clyde's and many yeah. other restaurants have said, if both of these teams leave, we're closing. It, it depends. Here's the, the only way they can do it, Chip, is if they can bring in the convention business that they are talking about, and more importantly, if they can fill up, let's just call it 200 nights a year worth of concerts where – you know, uh, the Mystics only play, I don't know, 20 home games or whatever it is, 22 home games. Uh, maybe the G right. League, maybe Georgetown. Uh, you know, that's like at most 60 dates a year, 65 dates a year. The only way they can keep that arena and that area afloat is if they have basically 
130 or so concerts, shows, conventions, that type of thing, which they say they I think can. That would be very difficult. Yeah. It's going to be difficult, but they say they can. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, Chip, for getting in uh, here. We'll get to Lou. We'll get to Dr. Sabah. We'll get to you. 301-230-0980. Again, it's fair to criticize. This is not about not criticizing. Is it fair to say Ted Leonsis is villainous, that he's traitorous, and that it's despicable? Now, Chip just said he's disingenuous. I buy that. I can buy that. I I don't necessarily believe that. But I can buy that more than traitorous, villainous, and despicable. And maybe that's me. I don't know. What about you? 301-230-0980 on this Football Friday. We will get to the football story after Jim Van Stone from Monumental Sports joins us for an extended conversation just past 2 o'clock. Uh, football Friday on the Team 980 is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. Don't worry. We'll talk about the Commanders and the Rams, Raheem Morris, uh, Sam Howell on RG3's podcast, and more coming up uh, past 2.30 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You know, people don't like Ted Leonsis. They call him a traitor. They call him villainous, what have you. People also don't like the rooster. I don't know why. They're idiots, but I just, I don't know why. Like, Barry Cox? At B. Cox Writer. I don't know who he writes for. Insignificant. Just like he is. He says, have you already tried or claimed to know that this deal was happening and every little detail, but you couldn't say anything about it on the air. No, didn't know it was happening. Wasn't told. And I never, ever, ever say anything that isn't the truth in that regard. I mean, there are things that happen that I know about in advance and just can't tell. You're an idiot if you don't understand that. Monday, we you're heard not that- a writer and you're not a media person if you don't understand that, Barry. Monday, we heard that there was going to be a meeting, but that was all yeah. we really knew. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there had been reporting to suggest over the last couple of months that Ted was flirting with Northern Virginia. Didn't know Potomac Landing, didn't know exactly where, when, how, whatever. But this is just an idiot who tries to antagonize me and is getting his run now on my show because I want to expose the idiocy. He also said, I'd listen to find out, except I much more enjoy the sound of fingernails on a chalkboard. Come to think of it, chalkboards say smarter things. So Barry Cox is mad at me, doesn't like me, because I have the job that he probably wants. Oh, and... That's I probably make more money as a writer than Barry Cox does. I mean, he writing has some, for Rick Snyder's Command Post magazine. He has some so, interesting <laughs> taste for some ASMR if he really does like those nails on a chalkboard. But I mean, you go, you do you? Yeah, exactly. Just jealous. Just jealous. Let's get to Doctor Sabah before the top of the hour. Doc, how are you? Hey there, Chris. You got me. I'm driving I got you. in the car. I got you, Doc. What's All going right. on? On the way to Atlanta, we got games this weekend. Ooh, so, be uh, safe, be safe. Anyhow, yep. Yeah, I will. And good um, luck. I've got a couple of points. Thank you. i got a couple of points. One, I guess I'll chime in on this stadium. It's just, 
I'm really tired of hearing about it. Is, is it really four miles away? What is the big deal? I'd rather uh, be, uh, if I'm going to go to a game, I'd rather be a destination. Like, I hope the Redskins end up going somewhere right off the highway in Virginia where it's this huge metropolis that is a big casino, like the MGM Grand, with the football stadium, with uh, areas where you could eat and, and have fun, uh, maybe some NFL experience stuff for the kids. I want it to be an entire resort area. That's how I think it should be. It should be a destination place. Not something that you just get out of your house and run down the street and go and then come back. That's not what what um, what I want. And again, I'm an out, I'm an out of towner. And then when well, people keep telling me how safe DC is, didn't um, Bree Rob get shot on a Sunday at like four o'clock in the afternoon in DC, getting like lunch or something, dinner? Uh it was so, yeah, yeah, it was like five, yeah. So, yeah, like five something, right? Exactly. On a Sunday, I mean, my God, it is very unsafe, and its government policies have led to all these cities being unsafe. They've defunded the police, and they let people who commit crimes get back out on the street. Yeah. It's happening in New York City as well. So I don't blame any of these guys that are spending billions of dollars with multiple millions to move um, their teams to a better area, and you can have a better um, arena. You can do a lot more with it. And I'd rather go, like I said, to a destination. Right. Well, that's what they're trying. That's what they're trying to build here, Doc. They're not just right. building an arena; they're building a destination. To your point, now you're right. not as and big. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You're not as into the Capitals and the Wizards as obviously you are into the football team, and no. that's fine. But the right. point of the matter is, yeah. for those that are and for those that want to go to those games, you are going to have again a destination location where you can spend right. easily eight nine hours between exactly. before the game, after the game, watching a concert, right. whatever it might be. And they're going to yes. have live shows, you know, like even if you um, like on game day, like I've been to um, outside of T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. You know, they have bands on the outside amphitheater right in the stadium right. plaza that entertain people yes. as they're, con- con- you know, congregating for the games. Exactly. I think that these people that are in D.C. are crazy. Isn't it just over a bridge? Four miles? Yes. It's like if somebody said, oh, we just moved PNC Arena yeah. uh, where the ca- uh, hurricanes are planned into um, Durham. Okay, yeah. it's literally eight miles away. What yeah. do I care? Yeah. If it's a nice place to go to, I'm going to go to. Yeah. And then my second point, breaking news. The Chargers just fired their coach and GM. I want the GM. They got good talent. I like their GM. I want him. So that was my second point. Tom and Tal- I don't want to change the subject. I right. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Be Thank safe. You. Good luck. Uh, and uh, hope Thank everything goes well uh, this weekend. Uh, that's Dr. Sabah. Uh, look, Tom Telesco certainly assembled a lot of talent. For whatever reason, the talent didn't stay healthy and didn't stay as a cohesive unit on either side of the ball. It certainly did not stay healthy. There is no doubt, though, he assembled some pretty damn good talent on both sides. Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley fired. Coming up next, Jim Van Stone, president of Monumental Sports and Entertainment uh, and their business operations, chief commercial officer, an extended conversation with him. The ability, with a little bit of time, to think about some things and to hear some of the criticisms that we've been talking about and some of the questions that we have, maybe about Metro and about what happens if politics ruin this project. So we will uh, be joined by Jim Van Stone. So you make sure you listen to that and listen up. Uh, Certainly didn't get to everything, but we tried to get to a bunch of things. And obviously we'll have him back on again uh, as we can think about other things that come up. But that's next right here, Team 980 and the Odyssey app.